Hey, podcast listeners. The Geek Whispers are back from being on the road together at VMworld 2016. And while we're editing those episodes, we have a wonderful guest for you, Aaron Banks, a fantastic friend of the podcast and somebody with a really interesting career journey. She's got a story about keeping connections, even as you change jobs, that we really think you'll enjoy. So let's get to it. And welcome back to another episode of The Geek Whispers. I'm Amy Lewis. I'm Matt Brender. And I'm John Mark Troyer. And we are back with a very special guest. We have been chasing her forever, and we are thrilled that schedules worked out. Please welcome Erin Banks to the show. Hi, Erin. Hi, how are you? Doing great. So tell uh, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and what you're doing these days. Ooh, um, well, thanks for having me on this podcast. I really appreciate it. Um, I've recently come back to EMC, and I'm focused as a portfolio marketing director for big data and analytics. So now I've purely gone to the dark side. I'm no longer doing sales, just doing marketing. <laughs> and uh, like I said, Wait, there's a darker on. side than sales. <laughs> yeah. Yes, marketing. Duh. Yeah. <laughs> Very dark and evil. Um, I'm a very interesting person in marketing. I can tell you that if you know my personality. <laughs> yeah, Aaron, Aaron, I know you pretty well. Like, I can't imagine you not in a technical sales role or or even engineering role. So yeah. that's a yeah. It was a really great opportunity, and uh, I, I couldn't say no. It was an opportunity of a lifetime to do something completely, completely different. So it's been good. Which is perfect because it sets us up. Um, we're going to talk broadly. We'll get we'll get there. We're going to sort of tell the story in reverse. But uh, so you've had a, a number of different roles in your <laughs> career. So great setup there. And uh, we were talking about the importance. How do you navigate a a career where you can navigate um, smoothly between one role and another? And we were talking a little bit before we started recording about how important it was to leave on good terms. And yeah. talk to us a little bit about that, about how you, because you've had, you've, uh, again, you're quite a quite a figure in the community and in the technical world, and you've had a lot of big jobs at a lot of different companies, and you have an amazing skill at, at, at not leaving a trail of tears behind you <laughs> anywhere you go. It's a, it's a gift. So well, some people cry. But for different reasons, <laughs> for completely different well, reasons. Only because you made them, and we're yeah. okay with that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So to your point, I know we're supposed to go backwards. So my, my career has changed. I used to do tech support, and then I ended up at some like customer meeting, and then I went into sales, and then I asked for some assistance with something, you know, for you know job recommendation and I ended up in a, in a tech marketing role and now I'm at a full-fledged like corporate marketing role. Um, and ironically, as we all know, the network is really small. It's a really small world to the point is the people that I'm working with at the company that I'm at now, EMC, I worked with at the very first company that I ever worked at uh, when I left college and that was uh, Bay Network. Oh, wow. So yeah, it's weird when you realize that they all come back and People have seen you at your worst and you have to make sure, you know, that it is essential that you don't burn that bridge because you never know when you're going to have to call on somebody um, to get you into maybe a company that's interesting to you 
or something that you're interested in or something that you had no idea. And like in this particular case, I had wasn't really looking and just got a call and said, absolutely, like this is something that I want to do. And I, I've always taken those opportunities for the most part. If I had gotten the call to go back to a company or I got a call to go a different company, um, I usually always took them um, unless it was something that I had already done or something that I, well, I wasn't learning. So I wouldn't even say it's even like a lateral move. Gotcha. It wasn't anything like that. It was like, oh, I've already done that and I, I'm not going to learn anything new. And I'm always about learning something new and really making myself a more well-rounded person. So uh, that's so why I always that's take That's an interesting jobs. point. Point. So that for you, um, career growth has been about uh, constant learning. That's that's yeah. your big driver. Yeah. Cool. I mean, out of college, what was like electrical engineering I graduated with, went into networking, doing tech support for, you know, switches and then uh, routers and then went to RSA, then I went to EMC, then went to VMware, then went to Juniper and then back at EMC. So I've kind of done a lot. Would you say, has it been something intentional or is it just something that you've always done in terms of, do you focus on leaving on good terms? Not that anybody focuses on leaving on bad terms, for sure. I'd like to think. Um, right. Although we might be able to come up with some examples. But yeah, is it is it a practiced art? Is it something that you really think about and consider? Do you think about that transition? Absolutely. Now I would say that it's tries, try very hard. And I know it can be incredibly difficult um, but I would definitely say try to always connect with certain people at the company that I respect and that I would want to work with again. So there's always that communication, those lines that you want to leave open, that even though you've left and maybe you may be upset or angry, uh, there are certain people that you that I would say, yeah, if, they, if I had an opportunity to work with them again, even if it was at that company that I was miserable at, or if it was at a company that was somewhat different, then I would take it. So knowing how important my network is to me, then I would, I always try. I would say that I consciously think about it. Absolutely. That it becomes a, I, you know, don't, just, don't do anything crazy. Well, I want to just stop because what, what a great point. I think so many people go in there with a blanket thought of company XYZ is evil, or I never want to do yeah. this again. And I really love how you broke apart individuals should overcome kind of whatever corporate structure that the the person and the personal relationship should be bigger. That's such a great point. You know, I get that a lot. And I've had arguments with or discussions, as my dad likes to say, we're not arguing, we're discussing. <laughs> I've had discussions with people about jobs or, or companies that other people don't like. And I've, you know, I made the statement before that I've done a lot. I haven't done a lot. I've just worked, I feel like I've worked at a lot of companies and a lot of different companies and what I have, what I feel and what I'll always say is that it's not the company, it's the people at the company that make it, right? And you could go in a completely different group and have a completely different experience. I've always had amazing experiences and had amazing people to work with, but the company was had bad people in, in different positions that impacted your life that made it bad. So I, I ne I've never really blamed a company uh, because it's always filled with employees that make a decision. They wake up every day and they decide whether or not they're going to, in blunt terms, to screw somebody over or not. And that's a conscious decision that they made. And that's not something that a company ended up agreeing with or not. 
it was just, I think it started with somebody waking up and making that decision. So I always will blame an employee. So that's why I'll always say like, I want to surround myself with great people and great people that I would want to continue to work with. And no matter where, no matter what the company is. That's incredibly powerful. Um, It really is. Yeah. I kind of want to ask like, and being totally transparent, I think I've really sucked at that. Like uh, I've had times where, <laughs> <Me too. laughs> yeah, I, I have amazing relationships with people and for either the job wasn't a fit or I got a better opportunity, I leave and I think I get a little overly focused on wherever I am and forget to look back. So just getting to a practical tip, like wh- what do you do to not lose track of that? Um, to not lose track of that list of people or or sets of people that have been really influential. Yeah. So texting, (laughs) Um, I think it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work keeping up and they're not superficial. So that's not the right word I want to use. So Matt, you're better at words. So maybe you can find a better (laughs) one than I. I even wonder, is it, is it your sales training and not that that it's superficial at all, but is it a matter of it's, it's discipline because what you're talking about is a real art of checking back in. Yeah. And, and little things, right? Like, Hey, we've been to this restaurant before, or I'm in this area and, you know, so I, I worked with a lot of people and, you know, Silicon Valley. And at this point in my job, I don't always have the flexibility to see them as often. So I will always even check in with them and be like, I'm in town. I can't see you, but, you know, I wish I could see you. I miss you. You know, th- saying things like that, people always want to know that, that they're, you're thinking about them and that you're important to them and just say hi. And it just, it just a random, I'm thinking about you, you know, great restaurant. I had this, I bet you would really like this restaurant. Something, something simple, I think kind of means a lot to people, but it takes, it takes work. So to your point, Amy, it's, maybe it's more that discipline that I've created always doing those touch points back. But, you know, it even happens now with former customers and former jobs where again, it's, I was at this place. Are you going to, are you going to be at this conference? Even if you know, they're not going to be at the conference checking in with them. So it really starts up something and that uh, keeps them thinking. I love that. Just the simplest, uh, the simplest human connection. And I think sometimes we think if we don't have a a complicated reason or a business reason, um, people don't always reach out and and make those connections. But I like your suggestions, again, very practical ways to just uh, let people know that you are thinking about them to keep that, to, to keep those, those connections in place. Yeah. I mean, I think no one, you know, one of the best text messages you can get from somebody is, you know, hey, I miss you. I've been thinking about you. Loved working with you. Hope everything's going well. You know, even something like that. Just thinking about you. Hope everything's going well. Miss you. is That means a lot to people. And even if you, you know, they're having a crazy day or, you know, they don't even get back to you. You've made that effort and you're just letting them know that you didn't forget about them and that they mean something to you. And whether or not there's like different levels of that importance, it's, it doesn't matter. There's still someone that's important to you that you took the time to do that. Um, which, you know, can be difficult because sometimes that pops up like when you're driving home and you don't want to be texting when you're driving home. So you have to like create a list of people you need to text, but (laughs) yeah, things like that tends to happen, but it's, it's important. I mean, network is everything. I, I, it's everything in my life has been everything. So you have to make sure you keep those up. Well, and it takes me into uh, sort of our, our, our next point of um, how to balance that 
that life between the community. So, and and I'm going to be very interested in your answer when you kind of decoupled um, the individual from the company, but how mm-hmm. to, how to bring that balance between the community. So, you know, um, agnosticism around uh, employer, how do you bring those two things into balance so that you are keeping up those connections uh, and, and you're a bit Swiss, if you will, but also doing your job and connected to the company that you currently work for? I think conferences help a lot from that aspect because sometimes you, you get a broader way of meeting people or seeing people and doing those things and just taking like a random walk and listening to somebody, you know, it happened a lot in my, in my career about people not being able to separate the two and not realizing that Mm -hmm. I'm an entity of a company that I work for or whatever and people bashing it. And I get it. Like I, I totally get it. And I think, and I love that passion, right? Whether or not it's anger or love or whatever, it's a good passion, but it really just would come down to, hey, I just I respect your opinion and I'm here to listen to you. And let me see, even if it's like one of those kind of like comments of let me see if I can make a difference or let me see if I can tell you some really great things that I've heard about the company and what they've done for other employees that maybe I never experienced and things like that. But people just want to vent and they want to have an emotion and they want to know that you respect their emotion and respect what they're saying. And that's really what it comes down to because – I'm never going to be able to change, you know, their opinion. Um, it's something that they have ingrained in their head and I just try to respect it as much as possible and, and then keep that out, right? This is business. It's not personal. They're not saying that they hate me. They're obviously sitting there hanging out with me, enjoying like a great beer, but outside of it, it's just, you know, trying to just keep it simple and lighthearted and respect. I I just, I I love I love your perspective on that. And I love the comment you made, which has taken it in some ways, the the other direction, the positive direction of you have an opportunity to change somebody's mind by just kind of being yourself and representing the positive things that a company um, may have to offer that the, the larger community may not see. And I also really like your tip that to, to maintain that balance you can't just do this through the virtual tools. You have to you have to get out there in the world and go to conferences in particular where you're going to see people who work for companies that aren't just yours. Yeah. So a lot of very important thoughts and how you've how you've reached that balance. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, it really resonated for me, especially now that I've been out of uh, VMware for a couple of years and we're heading up into into VMworld season, and I do go to fewer conferences than I did before. And part of my my business is to be connected to people, and I'm really uh, it's taken a couple of years, but I'm really starting to feel that. And it's kind of interesting how, as as human animals, how quickly <laughs> when we do bond over a beer or a you know a, 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 sh- a shrimp or whatever, you know at the at the function at the event or just sitting in the same room together, or whatever. Um, it is interesting how much we we quickly. Uh, kind of in our in our critter brain, kind of realize that there's a whole person yeah. behind there, and it's not just. I mean, you know, yeah. you're at EMC again, again now, Aaron. So I mean, it's you know, EMC especially has this reputation, the evil machine corporation, and da 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 da. And you, if you never contact them, or if you are a customer and you know you you didn't get off on a good footing with your rep or whatever, it's easy to stereotype the whole company, all you know, all fifty thousand people. And just uh, I know so many people from EMC and, you know, from many every company that gets bad-mouthed. And uh, 
it, it is interesting. I don't know. Just it, it's I. It's a trite observation, but I, it's also also profound. As human animals uh, sitting across from each other is, is just super valuable, and and immediately we 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 interact with people as a, uh, you know, as a person, not as a as an idea or as a symbol of something. I mean, maybe maybe it relates to our current political difficulties too. I don't know. But it's but it's a valid point because I always you know again yeah I've worked for two of the companies that were, you know, kind of tied to EMC and would get a lot of flack about EMC. And now clearly I am passionate about EMC because I went back to the company, but that would also be one of my statements of, Hey, like I work for EMC, like you're hanging out with me, you like talking with me, you like being with me. So clearly it's not an entire company thing. There's bad eggs everywhere in every job and every company at every supermarket and gas station. So, you know, don't try to, hate on the company because you've had some bad experiences. Cause I work at that company and I'm, you know, you love me and that's just the way and we're getting along just fine. So, you know, trying to remind them of that. And then that's where it's okay. Clearly they're angry about something else. Clearly it's something that's bothering them overall. And then I at least try to find that, but we'll never, in my opinion, no issue will ever get resolved if you start blaming the company without realizing that there's people behind that company that are creating that environment and either applauding it or trying to correct it. And um, if people start seeing it that way, then maybe the, it won't be an evil machine company. I think it it, it inverts that uh, classic saying of hate the player, not the game. I think right. we're supposed to hate the game and not the player here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. I, but I, I really do love what you're saying, and I'm, I'm thinking back to uh, – we'll have to in the show notes reference way back when when we had a conversation on the Geek Whispers about the the danger of the death of the uh, the multi-vendor conference um, and how, you know, in some ways we need these experiences where we have uh, events that you can get out in the world and, like you said, kind of cross lines in all kinds of ways. Um, because I think if you, if you limit your circle – you you just get that that confirmation bias kicks in hardcore. So I I really love sort of your your outlook here and how you approach it. Yeah, well, I mean, I I always say that you need to get you know comfortable with being uncomfortable. So if that means sitting down having beer with even people that you don't like, um, in order to you know get a better understanding or you know to do something along those lines or or to be able to have those touch points so that everything gets a little bit easier down the road then than it needs to be, but you got to, there's uncomfortable situations and everything. You've got to tackle them. And that only makes you better in my opinion. Well, Aaron, that sets us up perfectly because we've sort of teased it through the episode. Um, You are, you're back at EMC. And a Mm -hmm. lot of times when we talk to people about career transitions, I think people have a hesitation as if company A is a stepping stone to company B is a stepping stone to company C. So, I think they're afraid that somehow people will judge them if they go back to a company they've been at before, or they're afraid they will not be able to escape, uh, you know, the role they've gotten. I, I sort right. of laugh like I'm a I'm a permanent baby sister because birth order in my own family of origin, um, and I think people have that fear they'll 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 always be the baby sister if they go right. back where they were before. Yeah, no, I'm a baby sister too, so I totally get that. Um, <laughs> Even though I'm the tallest of everybody, I'm I'm still the baby. It's ridiculous. Um, So how do you, how did you, 
Um, what led you to go to go back home in some ways, to go back to a place where you've got a, a great network and a great base? Um, how how did you do that? Because you are doing it splendidly. So how would you tell our listeners, no, you can do this. Don't don't fear if the right opportunity comes along. Um, well, first off, I would say, you know, you start off saying that word that people judge you. I mean, people will always judge you. So um, I think most people that know me know that I'm not really worried about that um, because I'm the one that has to look myself in the mirror every day. So if I'm happy with that, if I'm happy with my decisions, you know, and I'm the one that has to pay my bills and, you know, take care of my house, my dog, then that's, then, then I have to be comfortable with that. But I think, you know, you have to like let that go and you have to realize what's best for you and the decisions that you're making in your life and in the career. And like I said, it was a stepping stone in the sense of, I was the ability to learn something new. And I technically, my direct boss who hired me, I never really worked with him. We had been on the same team, but I supported federal and he supported the New England region. And, but we knew each other. And since I live in New England, we would hang out together and we would do like events together. And, um, so that was always like great. And I think and I, I know because I've had this discussion with him multiple times. You know, he had a list of people that he wanted to hire for this position. And the position was messaging for big data. And he didn't know anyone who knew big data. That wasn't, you know, some people that would be comfortable with it or have it or, or could have different discussions. But because he knew who I was, he knew how I had always like changed my career or had always tackled other things. And he knew my personality. He had complete faith that I could handle the job. And he hired me knowing that I had no background in big data, no background in analytics, but that I could pick it up, that he could trust me, um, that he knew that I would tackle the obstacles as best that I could and you know, hopefully make him look successful because he's the one that hired me. And, um, and even in some sense got me back. Like this was the job that brought me back to EMC, which I think is, is nice to have such an opportunity like that. But, you know, like I said, he just had complete faith in me and I just, I didn't worry about it. And I, I guess in some sense, I knew that I would, you know, come back to EMC at some point. I just didn't know what it was going to be for. Um, and having a manager that has complete faith in you uh, meant everything to me. So I'm not sure if that really like answers that kind of question, but. Aaron, I'm, I'm curious though. So how do you go back and not immediately pick up on the emails? I bet you still have in your inbox related to the previous work you did. Right. Um, like, is that, or do you see that more as an opportunity to reconnect and reconfigure the way people look at your role? I, I use it as an opportunity. Um, I use, I mean, I try to use everything as an opportunity um, and, and especially because we make the joke, right? I made it almost like earlier as, you know, the dark side going back to marketing. And, you know, I constantly have to replay, you know, my previous life and be like, I know that I'm in marketing now, but I used to be in the field and I used to be a V specialist and I used to, you know, be, I used to be one of you. So don't hate on me um, because now I'm in marketing and asking you to do these things. Um, so I, I try to use it to my advantage. And I also in the very, very beginning, definitely used it off my advantage because these, they, again, in my pr previous role at AMC as a V specialist, you know, they knew who I was and I would just call them up and I would bounce things off of them. Be like, does this make sense? This is, this is the path that I'm going. Is this what you're seeing? Is this what you're doing? So once again, I pulled on my network 
um, to really give me that support that I needed to really just tackle the first, you know, couple of months so that I could get my legs really strong because my coworkers who got their jobs in, you know, the converged infrastructure and the cloud and the storage, they all had experience in that. And that was everything that they knew. And I was literally starting from scratch. So I just used every avenue that I could, um, to really, you know, grasp those insights. Um, Hey, you know me. And I always try to go back to the, you know, me, like, you know how I am and this is what I'm doing. I'm just need to ask these questions and Hey, I also, you know, can we get together for dinner or something like that? But, you know, again, bringing up that whole networking thing. I didn't forget about you, yada, yada. Um, Exactly. And you're reminding people of it. Yeah. Well, it's creating a basis of trust based on the individual and, and Aaron, to your point that the, the rest of the content, the rest of the details will, will sort themselves out, but you've created, you know, that, that strong base. Yeah. And trying to at least show who I am as an individual, I'm not, you know, my boss did not hire me into this role to be a nice person. Um, it knew that it was going to be hard and it would be tackled. And I was strong enough to tackle that and to not just respond with yes, to kind of, you know, to discuss, um, to not argue, but discuss kind of like the <laughs> points. Um, so I, now I have a, you know, a new bunch of people that still call me different names, but they at least respect me and understand what my core, where I'm at the core and that I'm trying to do the best that I can. And, um, and at least, you know, trying to kind of like base that. And I think it, it helps having that previous network, like I said, where, because everyone's going to call, Hey, do you know this Aaron Banks? Are you familiar with it? Oh yeah. Yeah. I used to work with her on this. Well, she's been like a constant, like bitch on the call. You know, nice to have, yeah, I know she's kind of a bitch, but don't worry about it. Like she is, she's good at heart and she's working on, you know, achieving something greater for all of us. I mean, that's what you hope they say, but I don't actually know. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure they say that. <laughs> You're, well, you're bringing up so much about personal brand and, and that that goes with you no matter how many, how many companies you, you go to or, you know, the relationships you build, that, that you're controlling what you can control, which is your own personal brand and the, the rules you live by. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. It, again, we all, like I said, it's that small world, you know, working with employees that I worked back, you know, 20 years ago and, they knew me as a certain person and certain things I was going through in my life. And now they know me now. And it's nice to kind of see how they see me kind of transitioning, but at the core, it's always tried to be that person and that certain brand. And that helps a lot, um, to keep those communications, to keep that networking, to keep those dinners or those text messages or those drinks and, um, keep, and, and again, you don't have to do it with everybody. Keep the people that you want or believe in or understand you or get you, you know, keep that communication open. You can't waste your time with everybody. But doing that, you know, really gives you the opportunity to um, create that brand and um, a brand that it's, it's becoming essential to me and, and who I am. You know, it's happened to all of us, I'm sure, where people are like, oh, I know you on Twitter. And you're like, oh, that's interesting. I don't know who you are. But... Um, <laughs> <laughs> definitely part of the game. Yeah. If I had a dollar. Then, yeah. Yeah. You didn't realize it until that, like that kind of happens. Like, Oh, that's what, you know, Oh, I saw your fishing trip or something. And I saw you tweet that pitch, you know, or something like along those lines. And it's kind of, it's interesting to bring them in your life, especially because I came from have a security background. I try to be really private. That's a hard kind of balance for me to do that, but it's mm-hmm. been essential mm-hmm. to really create that brand, um, to go by even like, 
So my name is Erin, but I usually ask people to call me Banks. So that's become my brand is to just go by Banks or Banksy. Sometimes my boss will call me that, but to keep in, to continue to push that. So that name has really carried on. So I'm not just Banks, I'm Banksy. I'm sorry. I'm not just Erin, I'm Banks. And I think that that has helped me a lot. Um, and really defines if you know me, you tend to call me Banks or, you know, things like that. So that's, that's helped a lot, uh, with my brand. I feel like. So I'm, I'm curious about one, um, this all, the, the personal brand stuff is important. The, the way you were able to return to a company gracefully is really interesting, um, for others, I'm sure. And, and definitely for me. And I'm curious, like, but what about the decision to change roles? Um, it seems like you're, you're driven by the new, um, and to keep tackling new things. Um, so is, is that what, like, is that your career goal to, to keep being challenged and keep building that new portfolio out? Um, I, I was just curious about that because I, I wonder if other people would be interested. They're like, okay, I might return back. I might change goals, but some others might feel like they need to go, you know, quote unquote, up the ladder right. uh, that's in front of them in a single expertise. But I think you've done an amazing job of navigating lots of expertises. So Thanks. how does that play out in your mind? Yeah, I, mean, I definitely, you see it. In, I feel you see it in a lot of people, especially see that in my tech support. A lot of the people that I worked with in tech support are still in tech support, which is probably why that first opportunity that I got to leave tech support, I took. Um, I had no idea what I was doing. I had no idea (laughs) in the technology or anything. And I never have for the most part. I didn't know anything about security. I came from a networking company. I literally was driving to the mall, the Burlington Mall, and RSA was on the right-hand side, and they were having an open house, and I figured, what the heck, I submitted my resume. (laughs) And then all of a sudden I got involved in security um, just out of nowhere. But I think, again, my core kind of idea is to be comfortable with, you know, be comfortable being uncomfortable. And that uncomfortableness is what tends to drive me and make me um, a stronger person because I don't want it to beat me. I want it, you know, like I hate running, but I run marathons, but I hate it. And I, I remember doing the first marathon being like, I don't, I hate running, but I don't want it to control me and to not let me do something. So taking those challenges has always really been at my core. And I, I've just bounced around a lot from technology and being able to pick it up. Yeah, so, you were following the path that um, it wasn't the path of least resistance to make a terrible pun off your electrical engineering. Yeah, um, no, that's it a was, point. It yeah. was just a, you keep finding new challenges and tackling them and finding the principles along the way. I love it. Yeah, easy isn't fun, right? Like when you it, you get tired and you get bored, and um, you try. I try to find easy in other paths. You know, like spending a Saturday watching Law and Order or something like that's easy. Um, it's worth probably underlining the sto- the story we had here, which was, you know, when Aaron went back to EMC. One, it was to work with people she already knew, which is a uh, definitely a. It happens within an industry. It happens within the high-tech industry. But also it was to reinvent herself and, and to do something different, right? You weren't going to go back and be a, yeah. an SE again or, the, uh, or pre-sales or whatever, you know, in the field maybe. Although, I don't know, would right. you have accepted? Would you – had you have you had you thought about like becoming, uh, you know, going up into management and, and you know, uh, going that route instead? Yeah, no, not – that wasn't – 
Unless I had to, like it was, it could have been a fallback plan, but I think, um, <laughs> I love that answer. So often people come and feel like that's the only way. And I enjoy that your answer was not unless it was an emergency. What I do yeah. that. Unless it was absolutely necessary. Um, no. So that's why, like I said, and there was, you know, opportunities to go back, um, especially like at VMware to go back in the field and great technology and great opportunities. But I, yeah, I just didn't feel like I was learning anything different or I wasn't, and I, I don't reinvent myself. I'm the same person that I was like back in grade school, but I just, my brain wasn't really tuned to do that. And I, and it's so funny because I remember the first time like years ago when I heard like Joe Tucci talking about big data and all these capabilities and first came out, I mean, that it intrigued me. So here was a great opportunity to do it, um, to do something completely new and something that I thought would be really, really exciting. And I had like no idea, like literally no idea. I just had complete faith in my boss that he was not going to like lead me astray. And I just kind of said, whatever you think is, you know, I'll follow you and believe in you. And that's, that tends to be it. And again, that's because I surround myself with people that I trust and um, know that they will at least not let me down on purpose, which is nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so love, love the positive energy, but uh, we always can't resist asking the question, uh, the negative space question. Um, so if there was one thing on your career journey that you would counsel somebody, never, ever do this. I've made this mistake so you don't have to. Um, what would you counsel somebody never to do again? I would say don't ever question the decisions that you're making and own them and move forward with them and just make, if it was the wrong decision, then work around it and then find a solution for it. But don't ever you know, wake up and be like, was this the right decision? Because it was the right decision. Um, maybe you need to pivot from that decision moving forward. But at that time and place, I feel that it was the right decision. Just own it and be confident. I love it. Well, thank you so much for sharing uh, your story because it's a, it's a great one. And uh, if people want to follow up with you, um, what are some places they can look for you online? What's the best way to, uh, to follow up with you? Yeah, definitely Twitter, I would say. So my handle is, um, I never write, know the right way of saying it, but it's Banks EK. So again, it's Banks, B-A-N-K-S, and then EK, my initials. So that's the best way of getting a hold of me. It seems to be my kind of name across all social media for the most part, which is me. <laughs> well, perfect. 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 <laughs> the snort's the close second part of your brand, though. Yeah, right? Like, people... <laughs> If I snort at your joke, people are like, oh, my God, she snorted. Like, so yay. And I'm so happy that I can make people feel happy with my snort. Keeping it real. <laughs> I try. I, I, yeah, because I'm going to own it. Tell them I'm owning it. <laughs> but I just want to thank you guys so much, like, for having me on it. I've, you guys have an amazing, amazing podcast, and I just can't appreciate um, you guys enough for taking the time to even invite me onto the podcast and having these conversations. And I love talking about all of this. Like it, it means a lot to me, um, to try to tell it to other people again, like I've made the mistakes or I haven't made the mistakes. Don't worry about it. Just take the leap. It's going to be okay. Um, it's important. It's great to kind of share that. So thanks again for doing this. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you. It's uh, mentoring to the to the masses, or at least the uh, ten people who are listening right now. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
All right. Well, thanks. Thank you, Aaron. And thank you, Geek Whispers. And uh, until next time, this is Geek Whispers out. You've been listening to the Geek Whispers podcast. Tune in on iTunes or Stitcher for regular stories of technology careers, cultures, and lives. Share it with a friend or invite us to an event through our website, geek-whispers.com. Find us on Twitter at geek underscore whispers or at Troyer. MJ Brender and Comms Ninja. Thanks for listening and see you next time. Spending a Saturday watching Law and Order or something like that's easy. Um, but outside that's of that, like my favorite, right? <laughs> that just happened recently. So I'm right with you. <laughs> God, I love, I, you know, you give me Law and Order and I'm like done. I'm like done. Done, okay. done. Yeah, is, that, is exactly. It original SVU or criminal oh, great intent? Question. Probably the best question um, on this. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> um, I so if it's on, which it will, they're usually always on together. I will always go with the original first, um, and then I go with SVU, and then Criminal Intent um, tends to be in that order. You know, I love. You know, the the SVU is still on, so I still will record that. You know, DVR it, but. I just love the original uh, one and the characters it. and like Lenny and <laughs> please you know. stop. Oh, sorry. Like I'm sorry. First... I'm right. <laughs> we're going to drink beer and discuss cause I'm SVU before. And then the criminal intent makes me want to set my hair on fire. So we, we'll have to take this one offline. Yeah. That's yeah, great. Please. <laughs> this, <laughs> this TV series. It's, I, it just makes me hate everything. It's so, so sad. <laughs> We can talk about tattoos. I got three new tattoos. You want to talk about those? Yeah, <laughs> next time. But uh, John, yeah. were you going to add something in? Oh, I was just going to give my favorite uh, favorite Law and Order. So no, I'll I'll skip that. <laughs> oh, you can't leave me like wait. Actually, what is it? No, I know. Actually, I don't have a favorite Law and Order. I I, I can't. Oh. I, I turn the channel. <laughs>